0: Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at Greenlight.com/Odyssey.
1: Coming up, and they had known him for so long that she recalled, her sister recalled that Shantae, when they would play together as children, he always would want to play mortician, and they knew from a very young age that that's what he wanted to do. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime.
2: Anybody that has been, that a family has trusted us with, or a funeral home, I should say, that trusts us with a body is always proper, kept in proper conditions. There is never a time where a body is kept in an improper, unsanitary, unsafe condition that it should not be kept in.
3: Last month, a man was arrested in Lucas County, Ohio after being charged in a 37 count indictment that includes eight counts of abuse of a corpse and six counts of representing as a funeral director while unlicensed.
0: Well, families all over Ohio say he ruined their funerals, but he says he did nothing wrong. So
2: we don't necessarily keep bodies here. What happened on yesterday was the unfortunate set of circumstances where we had just temporarily houses explained to the Columbus Police Department, where we just temporarily housed a body for a moment. Another body who, uh, who might have been her or whatever else, who was here, is not, um, is not in terms of us storing her.
3: Kevin Landers joins us from 10TV in Columbus, Ohio. Kevin, first tell us
1: a little bit about 58-year-old Rhonda Cooper. So Rhonda Cooper um, died, and her sister and her brother wanted her to be cremated.
3: She was a beautiful, God-loving, people-loving woman. She loved everybody.
1: And when they had the funeral, they chose Shante Harden, not because he was offering a low-cost funeral, they say, but because Shantae Harden was a longtime family friend. And they had known him for so long that she recalled, her sister recalled, that Shantae, when they would play together as children, he always would want to play mortician. And they knew from a very young age that that's what he wanted to do. So they chose Shantae because they had seen him in years past doing funerals, and they trusted him.
3: And so what happens from there after this family goes to Shante Harden and decides to have
1: their loved one's body cremated? So the funeral happens, and about a month later, um, Rhonda Cooper's sister gets a phone call from police saying, we found your your loved one. And she said, what do you mean? You, You must have the wrong person. And he said, no, we found your sister in an East Columbus business, Um, and they said, well, wait a minute, she was supposed to be cremated. Well, she wasn't cremated. She had been kept in Shante Hardin's uh, business office, which was a nondescript um, business that was a former beauty salon. And the police were tipped off to this because a citizen saw a person load a body into this building and thought it was very strange. The police pulled her body out. And they end up telling her that we've now moved it to another funeral home. We need you to come and positively identify the body. So the family had just gone through a funeral burying their, their sister. And now they have to be re-victimized again by having to identify um, what was a decomposed or decomposing body at a funeral home.
3: I still kind of have nightmares and I can't sleep because I can't get- because I can't get that image out of my head. And that is not what I remembered. Of her. And even at her funeral, she had a peaceful look. She looked beautiful even in sleep. So to have that taken away and stripped away from me is just, I can't even explain it. What did Rhonda Cooper's sister, Carol King, tell you about what exactly that was like to
1: learn all of this for, for her family? Well, she told me that she doesn't like to use the word evil uh, very often, but she said what this was was pure evil.
3: It's unexplainable. It's hurtful. Um, I don't like to use the term evil a lot, but it's downright evil.
1: That they trusted Shante Harden to take care of their loved one in this most difficult time and to leave her sister in an office building that was not refrigerated. While she was decomposing for months, um, they just thought this was horrific, and now they want Shante Harden to pay for his crime.
3: And Shante Harden has now been indicted. Can you walk us
1: through the charges he's now facing? Right. So there is a new development in that uh, Shante Harden was indicted by a Lucas County grand jury in Ohio, uh, 37 counts, uh, including abuse of a corpse, impersonating a funeral director, passing bad checks, etc. Um, and he was supposed to turn himself in because he knew there was a warrant for his arrest. And what we were told on the 20th was that he was on his way to turn himself in when the Ohio Highway Patrol pulled him over. He was a passenger in a vehicle that had failed to make a turn signal correction. And they pulled him over. They saw he had a warrant for his arrest. And now he is in custody in the Lucas County Jail. You
3: mentioned that there are dozens of charges, and I know we've learned a little bit more about some of these other allegations that there are prior incidents where investigators say he may have posed as a funeral director. Can you tell us about any of these other charges?
1: Right. So in the indictment and as well as a search warrant that was filed um, in 2020, it details a litany of former customers of Shante Harden who had claimed that uh, they ordered a casket uh, that was too big um, and when they came to the funeral, it didn't fit in the the crypt. Um, There was reports of a decomposed body uh, of a loved one that was so badly decomposed that the maintenance worker got sick when they were at the grave site. Um, There are people who said they paid him thousands of dollars for services um, that in return weren't what they, had thought they were getting. There was an instance where a body was taken to a mosque and Shantae Hardin said the body could be stored there. Well, when it got there, the person who runs the mosque said, we can't store the body here. This person is not Muslim, he's Christian. So the body had to be moved again, causing more heartache for the family. And there were a lot of instances like this in this search warrant um, that really detailed what problems families were facing with Shantae Hardin. And the state had been after him Since 2016, trying to catch him in the act. um, And they finally compiled enough complaints that they decided now was the time to charge him.
0: Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com odyssey. That's greenlight.com odyssey.
3: Do we know if Hardin was ever licensed to be a funeral director? I-, I assume there's some sort of certification or licensure that you have to have to be in that business.
1: Shante Hardin was never licensed to be a funeral director. He has claimed to us that he never promoted himself as a funeral director.
2: Um, I think that people are have accused us of trying to be a funeral home or a actual mortuary. That's not what we, what we do.
1: But people are saying that's not true. He said directly to them, I am a funeral director. And that's what caused the first of many problems for him. There were also allegations that he was doing embalming. Um, he denies that. Um, There are other allegations, you know, that he had promoted himself as a funeral director. uh, And the Ohio Department of Embalmers and Funeral Directors said he's never been licensed and they have no jurisdiction over him.
3: So have we heard at all from investigators about why they allege that Hardin would have done any of this? Do they think it's just about taking money for these services and finding cheap ways to dispose of the bodies? Or is that something
1: we're still waiting to learn more about? Yeah, that's a great question. That's really at the heart of the story. Shante Harden's story is that he was providing low-cost funeral services to families in need.
2: We are a mortuary support services where we help other funeral homes. But there is another side to the law where the family does not need a funeral home nor a funeral director, and it's in the Ohio Revised Code in order to pursue what is called disposition, cremation, or burial for their loved one. Um, the family doesn't have to pay the skyrocketed prices that the funeral establishment has set for people.
1: So what we've learned is that the funeral businesses in Ohio are slightly regulated, meaning that there are certain things that people can do without a license. You can wash a body, you can transport a body across state lines, you can do makeup. Um, There are all these services that you can perform without a license in Ohio and it's all perfectly legal. Shante Harden found out about those and began to create a business around them, saying that funeral homes that were charging thousands and thousands of dollars, that he could do it for much cheaper. And he did it by contracting with other funeral homes and doing some of the services himself. So, for example, a family would go to a funeral home and say, "I I want this person cremated. I want this funeral to be with so so many details, and the funeral would charge them, let's say, $10,000. Well, through family connections and people in the community, families would get connected with Shante, who said, you need to call him, he can do
2: it for much cheaper. You can reduce your costs by half and by thirds, by an $8,000 bill down to a $2,000 bill. Uh, by simply educating yourself and using the forms from the Ohio Department of Health to submit your own death certificate to handle your own loved one's body. So when people come and trust us, who are our family and our friends, and particularly who, who reach out to us for our help, uh, we help them and we educate them. That's what we do. We would never have anybody in a harmful situation or in a place that they're not permitted to be.
1: He would negotiate prices with funeral homes and um, cemeteries and actually do it for less, for less money. And people, word of mouth began to spread that he can do it for much cheaper and he was taking business away from funeral homes. And the funeral industry got word of this and started to send out messages to them, hey, stay away from this guy because I guess people would find out that the funeral that Shantae Hardin was, was creating um, was not to their liking and they would have to go back to the traditional funeral home to get it done correctly. And funeral homes would, I think, do this um, for free a lot of times. They didn't want this family to go through any more heartache.
3: You mentioned that Harden has denied wrongdoing here. Have we heard any explanation from him or from his attorneys about that body that was discovered in that
1: office space? Yes. Um, Shante Harden only spoke to 10TV News back in September. That's the only opportunity we've had to talk to him. So the question is, why would
2: you be storing bodies in this Facility, which is not a licensed place to store bodies, so you don't have. We don't. We're not a storage facility. We're not storing bodies here. But That's two we're bodies were taken from. Yes, sir. So why as why the, were they there? So as the mortuary support company, when our when a body is on its way to the funeral home or to the crematory, there are sometimes where we need to place the body in a safe location, while we take care of other matters. And I think that's the misconception that people have this misconception as if we're just storing bodies every day, day by day and leaving bodies. That's not what we do. He has since told us that
1: there were, there were reasons why that body um, was in, there's actually two bodies found in his business. Um, the one involving um, Ms. Cooper, he said, dealt with the fact that a doctor at Ohio Hospital East had mistakenly signed off on the death certificate, and she wasn't the right doctor to do it, which caused a delay. He said, um, when you embalm bodies, um, they don't have to be directly put into a cemetery plot um, that same day. They can be held um, for um, several days, uh, even weeks, he said. And he told us that that body had been there for at least a month. And the family said they had no idea that it was there that long, that Shante Harden never communicated to them what the cause for the delay was. Um, and they began to be suspicious, and then their suspicions became uh, more clear when the police called them and told them that they found their loved one's body. So the two bodies that were here,
2: explain why they were here. I don't quite understand. They were here, they were- On their super- way to the crematory. And, and how it's just, long uh, had they been here? One had only been just a matter of maybe an hour or so. And the other? Uh, just a period of maybe, uh, maybe over a week or so. So A week? Yeah. Okay. But the body was embalmed. But the body, the body was, embalmed. was embalmed. And yeah. embalmed probably by a licensed funeral home. Yeah. That was chosen by the family. Okay. Okay.
3: Kevin Landers with 10TV in Ohio. Thanks for sharing this story. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. As a reminder, we're here every day of the week, Monday through Friday, so if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to or following the show wherever you're listening right now. If you're looking for more podcasts from us, you can head over to vaultstudios.com or search for Vault Studios in your podcast app. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.